name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. You notice something new? I got a haircut. <laughs> Anything else? Isn't that awesome? Thank God for Patrick Gilbert. Very beautiful. Kind of centers the whole room on the altar. Very beautiful. So, thanks be to God. So today, I'm going to come off a little bit of what Father John Braun spoke on last Sunday about be, about holiness. Very important to understand uh, that that's our call. Be holy even as I am holy. Be perfect as I am perfect. As your Father in heaven is perfect. So, we see these words from our Lord about making this effort toward holiness. But I think there's some critical things that help us to understand exactly how that is to be accomplished. When we see and read in the Holy Scriptures these words to Titus from St. Paul, apply yourself to good deeds. These are excellent and proper men. And then avoid these evil controversies. Gives this idea that we live a holy life. To live a holy life. Apply ourselves to good deeds and avoid these evil things. Live a holy life. Then in the gospel text, St. Matthew, the Lord's words, you're a light to the world. You're a holy light. A city set on a hill. Let your light so shine before men as to see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We see this, this encouragement to pursue a holy life that it would glorify God on earth and it would affect those around us, those immediately around us and then our world. You know, it's holy people that change the world. It's holy people that change the world. Not politics, not some good governmental idea. You know, it's holy people that change the world. And so that's our goal today, is to see this. When we celebrate today the fathers of the Fourth Ecumenical Council, and it's important, I think, to understand that all these councils up to this point, the First Council in Nicaea, which established the Son of God as being truly God and truly man. The Second Council in uh, Constantinople in 381, where the Holy Spirit was confirmed as being truly the second, the third person of the Trinity, fully God, fully God. The third council in 431 in Ephesus, where Christ's incarnation was established and the word Theotokos began to appear for us. Bearer of God, not bearer of a human person that became God. No, bearer of God. And then today, celebrating the fourth council uh, in Chalcedon, uh, where God is affirmed, the Lord is affirmed as perfect God and perfect man in one person. Why is this important? Because if you don't worship the right God, you don't get the grace. Right? It's like you're describing somebody very different, and then you think you're getting the grace from that person. It's not that person. And the fathers of the church saw this. We can't, we can't change who God is 
and think it's the God that we're worshiping. So for all those great centuries, from 325 to uh, 850, there were councils to affirm what the church had always believed. So that when we drew near to God, we drew near to the holy God, to holiness. So we, we affirm that today in these councils. Uh, so how do we pursue this holy life? Uh, with the Son of God and with the Holy Spirit. Let me affirm, let me talk a little bit about those things. To live a holy life, we must have a deep relationship with Christ. We hear in the, right before we are uh, receiving communion, holy things are for the holy. And then what's it say? One is holy. One is the Lord Jesus Christ to the glory of God the Father. So where do you get your holiness? He's not saying holy things for holy people. Oh, look at all you holy people. We're holy because we're united to Christ. We're holy because Christ is holy. This is such a critical piece for us. When we sin, when we fall short, it's only for one reason. We've drawn away from Christ. Because when you're in Christ, with Christ, what's happening? Holiness. That's where the holiness is. When we're near to God, we are operating in a holy way. When we drift away from God, we fall into sin. Sin is a symptom of being distant from Christ. So what's your goal? Draw near to Christ. Stay close to Christ. You know, the words, we, we see this as kind of an a, a un, a unattainable challenge. Pray unceasingly. Why? Because prayer draws you near to God, and that being near to God allows you to live a holy life. It actually is a pretty simple thing. Stay near to God and live a holy life. Stay near to Christ and live a holy life. Easier said than done. So, you know, years ago, uh, I went to uh, my spiritual father. I've said this story before, Father Richard. And... Uh, he told me, well, I actually asked him a question. I said, I want, I want a prayer rule, and I want a fasting rule, because I'm sick and tired of developing my own rules and failing miserably. So he said, this is, I'll never forget this moment. We're actually at a restaurant, and he said, I asked him that question, and he said, well, do you want me to give you advice, or do you want me to tell you what to do? Uh, wow. In other words, do you want an obedience here or do you just want some advice? And so I said, unknowingly, I want you to tell me what to do. He said, let's talk about your prayer rule, and we did. And he said, don't miss. 
don't miss it. And he said, this will transform your life. And I, I would say, it, it has, but why has it? Because prayer draws me near to Christ. Prayer draws you near to Christ. What changed my life? What transformed me? Being near to God. And prayer is a means to do that. That's why he encouraged me to don't miss it. Don't miss drawing near to God today. Oh, I'm too tired to draw near to God. Oh, I'm not feeling well, so I shouldn't be near to God. I'm a little upset. You see, if, if prayer is a thing you do, you're going to miss the mark. If prayer is a means by which you draw near to God, it will, you'll hit the mark. You won't want to miss that. Don't miss it. Don't miss. Now to the Holy Spirit. So we, we need this relationship to the Holy Spirit. In baptism, we are united to Christ and then sealed in the Spirit. And that sealing in the Spirit allows us, gives us the power to live the holy life. Without the Spirit, we, we kind of live, uh, we live in, a, in dullness, in a dull way. Let me explain this to you. This is from uh, Resurrection of the Modern Man from our uh, beloved patriarch Ignatius of blessed memory. He says this about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he's personally the new creation at work in the world. He's the presence of God with us, joined with our spirit. And this is important. Without him, because we've all felt this way, without the spirit, God is far off. Christ is in the past. The gospel is a dead letter. The church is only an organization. Authority is domination. Mission is propaganda. Worship is the mere mouthing of words. And Christian action is slave morality. Without the spirit. Wow. We've all been there. We've all kind of, well, you just got to do the thing. I got to do my prayers. I got I to gotta obey the commandments. Okay, that's without the Spirit. That's we're united to God, we know this, we know the life, but we're not living in the Spirit. But with the Spirit, he says, this is awesome. An indispensable symphony with him. You're in an orchestra being led by the Holy Spirit. All the, all, you're fine-tuned by the Spirit. The world is raised up and groans with the birth pains for the kingdom of heaven. Man struggles against the flesh in the spirit. Christ is raised. The gospel becomes the power of life. The church becomes communion with the trinity. Authority becomes liberating service. Mission becomes Pentecost. And the liturgy is lived both as a memorial and anticipation in this Human action is deified with the Spirit. Live in the Spirit, with the Spirit. How do we start our prayers? Oh, heavenly King, we pray in the Spirit. We start the liturgy with it. We start service with this. In the Spirit, we pray in the Spirit. Don't neglect that prayer. Understand that that, that kind of kicks off this energy that God can give us to live this holy life. 
So, I want to encourage us very much to live near to God, to live in the Spirit, that we have the power to live this holy life. So, in this relationship to God, to the Father, to the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we live a life where we can discern holiness. We can discern the kingdom of God is righteous joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. So when you're at peace and joy, guess where you are? With Christ in the Spirit. When you're living, when you're doing the righteous thing, guess where you are? You're in Christ with the Spirit. So this helps you, right? And so when you're not at peace and joy, guess what you need to do? Get depressed. No, you need to get back to God. You see? When you're not doing the righteous stuff and you're falling, 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 what should you do? Get depressed. No, turn to God. It's, it's just, it, it, we have to see it that simply. The problem isn't our sin. The problem is we're not near to God. So fight this way. We can evaluate, in this life, we can evaluate distractions. How many people have distractions in their life? Raise, get your hands up. God darn it. I mean, are you kidding me? Distractions, distractions, distractions. They're all over the place. We can discern them. Do I accept this one or reject this one? Am I too busy, not too busy? We have to learn this. We have to learn this way. It helps us in this too, this, this life in the spirit with Christ, helps us to discern what we say, how we talk, the language we use, right? How we act, how we act around other people, how we act around and deal with people that offend us. The Spirit and the Lord will help us direct ourselves to these to, to the good things. And even what we think will be directed by the, the, the Lord and the Spirit. So in conclusion, beloved, holy things are for the holy. You'll hear it. Because one is the Lord Jesus Christ and that Christ is in us and in the spirit and with him we become holy and partake of that holy body and blood today. So may we find righteousness, joy, and peace in this and may it change our lives to the glory of God and the benefit of others. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.